hit it. <laughs> We're in here. Hey, Katarina, it's Jordy. Hey, Miss J, what's good? Everyone, welcome in. This is our virtual studio. We're here for Based Miami, the 26th episode, Power Moves Only. Um, since you guys last heard us, uh, what has gone on in the world? Miami has reopened, like essentially, right? Everything's open out here. You can dine inside of restaurants and uncomfortably sit next to people you don't know. And Clubs are opening. Yeah, the clubs are opening. It's kind of terrifying, but fun, exciting. Wear a mask everywhere but your table. Once you're at the table, no mask required. That's what's so interesting. It's like a really weird culture with mask wearing. Like, why does it change once you're sitting? Anyway, speaking of clubs, though, and speaking of some nightlife, that's kind of how this next guest has kind of come into our life. I actually met him at 1-800-LUCKY, right? Indeed. I saw he had like a DJ set with I Am Other at 1-800-LUCKY, which is like, there's nothing like 1-800-LUCKY in LA. It is half food market, half like club, really amazing setup. So yeah, Mikey was doing a, a DJ set and that is how we became acquainted. But first of all, let's intro him. Give him a little round of applause right here. We have this time around episode 26. We have Mike Larson, aka Miguel Millions, aka the man of the hour. Thank you for having me, you guys. Oh, you're the pleasure is ours. Happy to have you in our virtual studio. Perhaps you can tell the class a little bit about yourself, who you are, where you're from, what you do. Yeah, tell us what you do. Absolutely. Uh, I am a a sound engineer by trade. I work with uh, none other than Pharrell Williams, uh, full-time, day-to-day, and uh, all of his projects. Um, As you can imagine, that'd be everything from the Neptunes production to NERD tours. Really runs the whole the whole gamut, but I'm I'm lucky to be where I am, and you know, I've been working with him for going on 13 years now as officially part of the team, and known him closer to like 15. So I've really wow. been around for quite a while, and you know, I'm not as old as I sound, but been <laughs> been with the team since since a young a young buck first in the scene. So wow, well, 15 years is a really sturdy amount of time. When I first met uh, Pharrell, he was literally was like, I think it was July of 2006. And as you know, in my mind, his first solo album was released that month, that year. So Mm -hmm. that was my first encounter with with him. So yeah, it was it was definitely a different time in in music and the industry and the world. And where did you guys meet? How does one like counter Pharrell Williams and just be like, hey, what's up? it, yeah, I was at my easy. first job, uh, my first um, music studio. Actually, not my first. I'm, I'm lying. I, it was my second job, my second studio that I worked at as a as an audio engineer. Um, I was just an intern at the time, and I had happened to get a job at this place called South Beach Studios in in Miami Beach. And uh, awesome. I was just like, I was the intern of the of the studio. You know, I was sweeping the floors and taking yeah. out the trash and. The runner, right? Is that like yeah, runner thing? getting getting cheeseburgers for the artists when they ordered lunch, um, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, uh, selfishly, one of the reasons that I applied to this studio to even be hired in the first place was because I knew that the Neptunes worked there, 
and you were I, a fan. Actually. I, I was such a, I was such a big fan, you know, from the time in in search of the first NERD album came out. I was um, I remember being on my family computer on LimeWire, like downloading all the songs individually because there was nowhere to like get the album. You know, I had to like search for each song and find a good quality version. And then I like burned a copy of the album myself and just would ride to that, you know? Wow. And that, so, so this was all within you first moving to Miami. Did you go to Miami for that intern job? No, I grew up in Michigan and then went to uh engineering school in Orlando at this place called Full Sail, which a lot of engineers have graduated from there. Um, really great school. Gives you the, the real basis for success tech uh, mm. with all the technical stuff so that was great and then you know I, I moved to Miami right when I graduated I was 19 at the time and knew nobody here and just kind of really went for it and ended up getting this this internship at this studio and is such a solid time to be starting your career yep when I first moved down here I lived um in South Beach at second and Collins which oh is across it's like a across the street from one of the biggest nightclubs in Miami and I was always like kind of I had a laugh because you know it's like who moves to South Beach when they're they can't even go anywhere I couldn't I wasn't 21 I couldn't go to any club any bar it's just like I'm sure all of that changed once you met like people who connect you into the scene no because I mean I know that down here it's not particularly the strictest when it comes to an age group definitely yeah Yeah. I mean (laughs) I was definitely um I knew this kid down here when I first moved here named DJ Papa Smurf. Uh, he's like a, a South South Florida kid. And he knew DJ Khaled back in those days. And I remember one time we um, he was down here visiting or something. He lived like in Broward somewhere, West Palm or some, something like that. And uh, he was like, yo, I'm, I'm going to be uh, Khaled's assistant at the club tonight. And we literally, I, I helped him carry crates of records into the club. And the bouncers like just let us go by because we were like, you know, quote unquote working or whatever. And I remember just like being so fascinated by like the club scene at that point, that was like the, really the first club that I had ever been into where they were like playing like, you know, rap. And it was just like, Mm -hmm. so Cal was putting vinyl at that point. Yeah. Yeah. This was probably like 2004. 2005, maybe like a respectable DJ Khaled. Yeah. We, we enjoy that. Yeah, this it was it was the coolest record. experience and it just like it, it like it like invigorated me as far as like getting into the scene and and like really, you know, focusing on like engineering and being in, you know, studios and stuff like that. Like it showed me like this is it looked like a music video, basically, like all the videos that I yeah. had seen on MTV and stuff like William. I was like, oh, this is where they filmed uh, the Trick Daddy video. This is the same exact club. Like, <laughs> Right. And so when you're that young and like you have, you know, like you break those rules and you're just like, oh, this is mm-hmm. easy. Like I can be in this. Like I just stuck my foot in it right now without even trying. And then you want mm-hmm. it more and even more badly. I feel that. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So that just it's like. Natural for you that like lit my fire and then uh, like maybe I don't know I guess like maybe two years later is when I got the job at South Beach Studios and met you know Pharrell and met uh you know Chad and one of the first big projects that I worked on with them was was Seeing Sounds the NERD album which came out in 2008 so we had started probably working on that like 2006 2007 
and I was, you know, I was around for all of that. And, you know, just kind of being the fly on the wall and like learning and absorbing everything. And you turned this thing out of being an intern at that point? Yeah, I had moved up to like assistant engineer. So I was like directly assisting, um, you know, Drew Coleman, who was who was le- mm-hmm. uh, lead engineer on, on those albums and, you know, learning the process and, you know, setting up microphones, like doing all the all the like the the grunt work, so to speak, you know, and then just at some point in the night, I would be able to just sit down on the couch in the studio and just listen. And that was my favorite part was just the, the sit down and listen part. Also, I think a really like important thing to note about you is you have so many different credits outside of just being the engineer. Like, haven't you at that point transitioned into doing some production work as well as, you know, learning how to DJ and attend some of Miami's most necessary parties at that time? Definitely. I, I always started uh, my always my, like main goal, I guess my my dream was always to be a producer. Um, so I've always approached everything I've done with that in mind. So anytime I'm recording, I'm also producing and adding effects in the mix, just kind of putting my, my little touch on everything. So, you know, I started off making beats in the basement of my parents' house when I was like 15, 16, you know, and then I would record my friends, you know, I had a, a cool group of friends back in Michigan that would rap and, we'd make records and put out mixtapes and we just thought it was like the most fun like shit you could do is amazing. Does session work in 2020 like still give you that same like passion and fuel that you felt in 2007? Like do are you still feeling that way? Absolutely. Absolutely. I think it it it's not as like constant, I guess. Like of course there's times where I'm wishing I was chilling by the pool or whatever, but there's definitely moments every single day where I'm like, this is the best job that you could have as being a music fan, a music connoisseur, you know? Being behind the scenes and watching it like all unfold like directly before your eyes, before you see the full product even like out the door. Mm-hmm. Being in the room with your favorite artists. Oh my um, God. Somebody asked me recently like, what you know who have you not recorded or worked with that you would like to work with sometime and i literally could not think of an answer wow i've recorded with everybody no one else could say that mikey like i'm not kidding thousands and thousands of producers out there like no one else could say that it's insane it's really insane okay i have a silly question for the non uh technical music lovers and i I have a vague idea, but I would like for you to explain, like I'm five years old, what exactly does an audio engineer do? Like walk me through this. For dummies. <laughs> so every recording session has to have an engineer present. And the engineer is responsible for capturing all of the music that is performed. And that could be everything from somebody making a beat on their laptop or banging on a trash can and some pots and pans to make drum sounds or uh, performing vocals, you know, any kind of instrument. All of this is captured in real time and then put down onto, well, nowadays we use Pro Tools on the computer. People previously always said, you know, we put it down on wax. That's like a classic Mm -hmm. saying. we capture all the sounds and then we somehow organize it into, you know, a, a, a form of Music. a song. And then 
mix it right, make sure all the sounds come through and are are audible. You know, you can hear everything, every every instrument in the sound and in the song. Um, manage the artist as far as you know their performance, and it's uh it's one of the most um, gratifying experiences to hear something mm-hmm. that came from nothing when it came from like the first kick drum of a song and you were there for the creation and the the trials and the and the missteps and the, the takes that didn't get used and right. being able to put to bottle that into a song at the end of the day is is, is amazing that's what we do wow. you take all of the the sounds and make it into the final product you you make the music from the sounds that are made pretty much and arrange exactly. it accordingly into exactly. the final product. Sometimes I describe it. it. Yeah. As, as like, uh, as you're like a chef and you're taking all these different ingredients and they have to mm-hmm. be in the right proportions. Like you can't have too much salt or too much pepper or whatever. Yeah. It's like, just like you can't have too much lead vocal or you need more like 808 base or whatever like you have to balance the ingredients to create a dish at the end of the day like that's a great way to explain it i mean obviously you've curated or helped curate the sound that pharrell has and has built up over the past 15 years and people speak about it all the time that you know pharrell's production doesn't sound like anyone else ever you know and he has his own way about doing it but Mm. you helped curate that you've been there to polish those records around along the way so another question i have is like how often is it that a camp or an artist has like an engineer for that long just a single engineer that, that they stick with and I, I just i haven't seen it bes- beside you guys and i think it's really special and helps keep that sound constant yeah i've definitely had a, a long career with pharrell and uh yeah, I don't think I don't think a lot of other, I guess you know we used to call them the super producers like people like Timbaland or Kanye or yeah. Dr. Dre, you know the Neptune. You know I've I've been lucky to kind of work with a lot of those camps and you know they're the the engineers that work with producers like that they stick around a long time and I'm you know lucky to be in that I guess in that club you know. Right. You know, obviously, a really important thing about his production is that four count. You know, at the beginning. Is that something that you, that you had? Like, is there any story no, there? No, I, I I never started that. That was um, I got to give that credit to Drew Coleman, who was a uh, kind of oh, my yeah? mentor, my my predecessor um, with working with with the Neptunes. But um, yeah, he started that, and that's that's really simply because uh, a lot of times when like when Pharrell is recording vocals and stuff, he likes to start right at the beginning of the song, so. Uh, oh everyone's like he he likes to come right in at the top so if you you just have a little four beat and then boom he starts recording so that there's there's not like an intro and stuff like got it and then a lot of times that just ended up staying in the track because you know they liked it the artist liked it or whatever and it just became a thing so now we now we do it every time religiously (laughs) all right i mean with that being said um I'm, i'm sure everyone is dying to hear some of the songs you've been a part of Probably some of, like, not even to toot your horn, but probably some of the most iconic, lovable songs of our time. I don't know if you, I know you were looking at um, some of my credits in preparation for this interview. I don't know if you saw that I actually did some vocals on seeing Yeah, songs. sooner or later, right? Exactly. It, which is <laughs> That is exactly where of, I wanted to 
hurt my gig. Oh, please, please. We got. Can we listen to it? If you play a song, yes. can I can I hear it in my headphones? Sooner or later, it all comes crashing down. crashing
I actually remember hearing that song for the first time. I, re- I remember where I was and I was like a kid, obviously. I think I might have been like 13 when I first heard it. And that I think this album was, it's funny that it was the one that you started with him and probably the one that got me hooked to being like a fan or like a monster fan, I guess. Oh, wow. Because okay. I, you, you, well, you know I'm a fan, obviously. Um, yeah, but, but it it's, like, inter- it's always interesting to note where you come into the being a fan. Like, right. I, I, me, I came for me, I knew about the Neptunes since 2000. Like, you know, right. I didn't necessarily know them as producers, but I knew the music they made. Like, I remember when Mace looking at me, that was 1997. That was one of my favorite songs as a, as like a eighth grader. You know what I'm saying? Like, and I, I didn't, I didn't know they made it or anything, but I just knew that that was like one of my favorite songs. So later on when I realized like they made the beat, you know, it, it made perfect yeah. sense. I think that's a pretty common theme too. Cause you, you know, you can be in any scale of popular American music, like whether it's pop, you know, female vocalists, you can be in there with the whole Britney thing mm-hmm. there. You can even just be a huge rap fan. So it's really difficult yep. to, you know, hide from this production and it's, it's cool to tie the ends together. But for me, I think this is a really good, you know, intro at least to NERD and some of those genre bending, like necessary sounds that have been like replicated so many times since by like, I can off the top of my head, like Tyler, you know, like where he, where would he be without this album? I, I wouldn't have known about NERD if it weren't for Tyler, because obviously, A, I mean, you're, Mikey, you're saying that you heard about this in like 2000, just like the Neptunes. Like, for perspective, I was two years old. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yep. It wasn't until Tyler was like, yeah, like NERD for real. And I was like, oh shit, I guess I'm going to have to figure this out since I'm a stan. And then I started on my wow. journey but my, wow. my first album was nothing when i i found it in a fucking best buy um clearance fucking box and i was like oh, not shit. nothing on clearance <laughs> yeah, nothing deluxe album on clearance but i think that was when like best buy was like i was talking to somebody the other day and they they were like I've never seen any of the Star Wars movies. And I was like, what? Are you fucking kidding me? Like, I was I was just, like, shocked. But that's kind of the same thing. Like, at that point, you have, once, once all this stuff, like a legacy has been created, you can already just, like, look at that as you can jump in anywhere you want. Like, okay, well, let me first listen to, like, the early stuff or the, or the right. you know, the right. middle of their career. And that's cool, too. You know, I'm, I'm one of the guys that's, like, always talking about the early stuff and like you know my like having the knowledge of the, of those early songs makes you like qualified to have these conversations and like yeah be absolutely to, be able to talk about things like in, in like a legacy kind of terminology did you ever have like any sort of moments when working or like in the beginning i guess when working with like the Neptunes that you had to like calm yourself down and be like, all right, don't fucking nerd out right now. Like don't, don't, don't go too crazy. Um, yeah. I mean all the time. (laughs) I just, uh, I don't think I've ever like gotten so like, uh, you know, giddy or whatever that I had to like leave the room or something. (laughs) (laughs) Um, imagine, no, I mean I'm constantly, even to this day, I'm still like, man, this is 
surreal. The coolest thing, like this was like yeah. literally just a dream that I had, you know, when I was growing up. Like, you know what? I wanna I wanna make music and make records are. with my friends. Boy from and Michigan stuff, and... ends up in the studio with the Neptunes. Oh, yeah, yeah, it's it's you know still trips me out to this day. You know, um, you know, and I gotta I gotta remain thankful. That's it. Yeah, of course, thankful. And I mean, would you say your role is to kind of help recreate some of that like nostalgia from the early stuff? Since you mentioned like knowing it so well, maybe Pharrell has older beats. Would you would you kind of know how to identify those and bring them for new projects? Definitely. Looking through the uh, the archives, if you will, like, you know, we have this hard drive. It's literally, it's like, I think maybe six or seven terabytes at this point. Just every yeah. every session going back to 2003 or something, 2002, everything's there. So the, I could literally spend the next month just like going, going through, through files and, you know, at that time, that was like when they were at their peak, you know, you, you see all those stats about the Neptunes in the 2000s and how much airtime they had. And the, those were the, the glory days. So there's just so much material there to like sit back and just listen to. And sometimes we'll pull old beats and bring them up for new artists and mm-hmm. we'll put new drum, new, you know, new parts on it or something. And it's a uh, it's a treasure trove. Of, of stuff to go through and for for instance you know stir fry the migos record was a beat that was maybe like nine years old or something when when it came out it became this like a huge hit for them you know but that beat was like existing for a long time beforehand i feel like that's something i mean now that you're saying it obviously like it clicks but it it's one of those things where you hear it and you're like oh, I for sure know that this is, like, what it is, a Neptune's beat or whatever. And now that you're saying it's nine years old, I'm just like, damn, of course it is. Like, a large part of your role is A&Ring and, you know, picking out beats that make sense for producers or for rappers or for vocalists. Like, Yeah, absolutely. Having that knowledge of the archives, like, yeah, you know, once because the thing about, um, you know, the thing about Pharrell is he's, like, working on so many different styles and genres of music. So there's always this, like you can literally pick from either side on a lot of stuff. And once you, once you're working with an artist, any, you know, whoever it is and you zero in on like their, their intention, their sound, I guess, like whatever they are trying to go for, there's this vast like vault that you can just pull from and be like, Oh, well maybe this beat that we did for so-and-so didn't work for them they never used it but what if we pulled it up for this new art you know new artist new you know new situation and sometimes it just works perfectly you know yeah absolutely i think that kind of brings us to like a really important album not only for pharrell but for you i'm sure would love to talk a lot about it i know we we have limited time but girl or Mm. the year is 2011 my name is mike larson miguel milliones we're here with Joy Day and Katarina on Base Miami. The year is 2011. We're at Circle House Studios, North Miami, Florida, Opalaka. Owned by the legendary Inner Circle, 
reggae band of bad boy fame. Bad boys, bad boys. What you gonna do? So they built, they built, they built the studio. I don't know what year they built it. Maybe uh, two thousand or something. Late nineties. Amazing place. in In those days, it was the top studio in Miami. Absolutely. Um. Actually, the very first place. My first job, which I didn't tell you guys about, I worked for this producer named Salam Remy for about. Oh, Salam Remy, he's in Miami too, right? He is, in fact. He uh, he did um, Frank. He did the Frank album by Amy Winehouse. Mm-hmm. Um, Fuji's all of his own stuff. Nas, yeah, amazing guy. Yeah. Um, and I was actually working for him uh, before I met Pharrell. Um, I did not know and, that. The Black Thought yeah. album is so incredible. That recent one. Yeah, he's he's one of the best. He's he's from New York. He he's a New York guy that moved down to Miami, but one of mm-hmm. the best, like New York hip hop producers that ever you know ever did it. Um, mm-hmm. and I was working with him. We had a session at Circle House in Miami, and. Uh, that was when I first uh, saw Pharrell in Miami. He he walked past me in the in the lobby. I think they were mm-hmm. mixing, they were mixing something from they were uh, the Slim Thug record from In My Mind. Fucking incredible. Yeah. Okay. And and he walked past me in the lobby. <laughs> that was that was the first time I saw P in Miami. Why Miami for him? I know he, there's an interview in in that first um, book. Hmm. I don't know. I think he just, uh, you know, traveled here for work or something and just fell in love with it as, you know, as the as charm, you imagine, you know, seeing the, the charm, the charm the, of the Miami, col- the color of the water in Miami and the right vast um, amounts nature, of sunshine yeah, and, the, and the women. And it's, just, you know, you can imagine that, you know, he was going nuts down here right, with all that, um, all that. Yeah, but um, no. The reason I was I was uh, brought up Circle House Studios was because that was where we first did the uh, the initial recordings of Gust of Wind.
like I bust the winds. You push me back every once in a while. Let us go in. You remind me there's some water bear who rushes in the air when needs to power myself. The beat was actually initially intended for Rick Ross. And there's a whole other version of the song where the lyrics are totally different. And it's more of like what you would call like a like a rap record um, versus what it turned into, which became kind of a I guess I I think I've heard him. I've heard for describe it as like a letter to his wife, you know, personal kind of homage, if you will. But. Um, seeing where it came from, which was like a like a Rick Ross like rap song uh, with the same beat. Wow! And big turner. You know, eventually, it turned. You know, Daft Punk like contributed vocals to it like later on, and right, it, yeah, it turned into something totally different. So that happens a lot as well, where a song comes from one session and has it turns into lyrics a and everything, and it just transforms into like some other random stuff. So that was how the the um no one ever really dies album kind of began too like we had all these like like the gucci man uh vocals and everything was repurposed from an yeah. old song like and there's you know basically you take the acapella and put it on a new beat and make it punk and you know go for it right and well, then you have a contemporary record that lives on through the ages exactly and it's like you know, bam! Where did they come up? Come up with this thing? Like, can you imagine Gucci Man actually rapping on like a fast, like punk, you know, like beat? No, Not these really days. Sure. Well, that's why I feel so timeless. You can tell that, like, with, with that whole album, like that's why it was so special. Like, it felt like there was origins from years ago. Like it, it's new. It sounded like it wasn't from here nor there. Like it just, it sounded like. 
Classic on the first listen is how like I always describe that album oh, wow. because yeah because wow yeah I mean I've I've always said that about that even in when it first came out just because it already feels especially with like Lemon or like the way that it, it you guys go over um, political messages the songs sound like you know something that you've heard before yet completely yeah. new yeah we should put we should play uh, a couple songs from that record. Restriction. Ain't no police to deport us. Ain't no summons for our sons. Ain't no dealings for our daughters. Every prosecution hung. Say the verdict for the lawyers.
tumblers Why you see us on tumblers We wanna get a job as a baroness But they don't wanna go down foreigners So hey you, you wanna marry us? Carriers that cross the carriers I wanna get that cause I'm curious I'm serious, I hope you're feeling us I'm paying by all of these periods Where morals are running delirious So I dream out of this radius I'm letting off kites of the barriers I'm letting off kites of the barriers I'm letting off kites of the barriers
Adolf, Adolf, Hitler, Greg Kiss laid off, niggas, same rule, same chalk, different, decade, same law, keep focused, you wanna get caught with your eyes open, you wanna stay clear of the prognosis, proper folk them, watch the motion, watch them close enough, don't let the host up, make a roaster, roller coaster ride, that bitch, sooner later size, go switch, you know Johnny got that itch, how many more us gotta chill, call up, no, play, mother, play, bash, stop, wait, break, Don't don't do it is still to this day like we we actually just pulled that up in the studio recently and had a listen because uh, we we're thinking about actually they they shot a video for that song and they never released it because uh, why the creative idea wasn't I don't know nobody agreed I, I don't know I don't get involved in that in the <laughs> why yeah. why videos don't get released conversation but um never came out and they were thinking of putting it out because of all the you know social unrest it's been going on in the country the last right the video that it's based off of right isn't there like a a clip yeah the song was initially about it was one of the shootings that happened in north carolina yeah um a while back where you know an unarmed black man was killed and there was a lot of conversation about it and uh that was kind of the basis for the song because you know they t- they want to say hold up your hands don't don't do it don't don't do it i remember him explaining this uh at complex con yep exactly there's so much to play i want to make sure we i know we're we're now into new nerd we spoke about solo pharrell we got gust of wind in there Gee, is there anything else you want to tap into and on the nerd album whether it's you know seeing sounds nothing wow no one no one ever talks about nothing i know no one I ever agree. talks about it. Okay, so timeline wise, okay, let's say two thousand and seven to two thousand eight, Seeing Sounds was recorded, was released in two thousand eight, June. Yeah. Um they immediately started on a new record, which never came out. It was um spoken to about in the press as titled Instant Gratification. You can look yes. this up. It's I totally you know, remember this. And okay, so this is everything that happened from let's say 2008 to 2010. None of that none of those songs ever really got released. Like it was it was man, honestly one of my favorite projects that ever that ever happened. It was all scrapped and thrown away and then that's how the album nothing got its name because we started with nothing <laughs> and they did a whole new project like from scratch wow. after instant grat like the, nothing was exactly. after instant grat, and like that was kind of put on hold and stayed vaulted yeah it just got tucked away and you know i don't know if it was because some somebody up the chain at at the label or something like wasn't feeling oh, it or but it it could have come out right then and right there and been amazing, but it just never got released and so know, it'll it, it'll forever be in the vault, just you know chilling. We'll say that. Not let's forever. play something. Let's play something for now. Let's play, maybe I've seen the light. That's- oh yeah, inside of clouds, inside of clouds. Four. 
Cause it is 
Hugo, the goat, mm-hmm. is doing half of the lead vocals on yeah. Inside of Clouds. And I remember I remember recording. I recorded all those uh, vocal parts with Chad back then. I used to basically yeah. do kind of like the night shift as a in recording sessions. So so Drew Coleman would do like you know uh, noon to like eight p.m. or something like that, and Chad would show up later in the day or something, and we would just stay like all night long recording additions. You know, he would get on there and do play different parts and add stuff or arrange things and do vocals and stuff like that. So those were some. How many of my times has Chad done vocals? Uh, that not that not that many. He's on a um, he's on one of the records on Fly or Die. I'm just mm-hmm. gonna go ahead and Maybe. say it. My favorite track on that album is Sacred Temple, and I feel like it's super Ooh. underrated, like forever and ever underrated. Mine, my favorite is Life as a Fish, but Life as a Fish was the song. I mean, because I told you this album was mm. like the NERD album that got me into it. That was the song that I was like, I remember sitting. I put it in the CD player that I had in my room because we still had like boom boxes or whatever. And mm-hmm. I remember that yeah. was the song that I was looking at like the lyric book and I was like, damn, he got shit to say. <laughs> like the death <laughs> me like existential yep. crisis at like 12 years old. Like, oh no. Yeah. Right. And you got to remember like at that time um, when that, when that record was being made, it was the last Bush years. So I think that's when like Pharrell got kind of politically got his like political kind of headspace in order. And like, you know, I remember when we, we were on tour that summer in summer of 2008 in Europe and stuff. And he would always have something to say like on stage, like about the presidency and this and that. And Obama was like the clear winner. He was about to come in, come into power. And we were just so hype about it. Like, you know, every night, you know, you and you, you can look at these videos up online about the tour that year and he was always saying, you know, positive stuff about getting rid of our president and there's always yeah. been like some kind of like grunge element or like a punk element to their music and that's been the reason that everything is so that's why they only release album every like, you know, couple of years is because it takes a long time to Yeah. And it captures those years. Right. I kind of feel like they're bookmarks, like an NERD album is like a bookmark of like the past four years, you know? So 100%. I'm not expecting any, anything to like 2023. <laughs> and that, yep, but you know more, it'll be great. Yeah, 100% will know it'll be great. I guess like a question, into, but right before we transition into some of like, you know, the rap records that you've been involved in is like, mm-hmm. is Shay, um, you know, is, is he ever come around with you guys and record with the neptunes or is it kind of sectioned off yeah he lives uh in miami here shay lives about i would say less than a mile away from from fro so he's there all the time i see him at at least once a week i love that you guys are like so miami based are you also in koga coral gables vibes yep 100 percent every day Old Cutler, baby. I guess that's like a, yeah. the last question is like how Miami is influencing your like your music even right now, I, and that's I'm sure the weather, but like what anything else that you can think of that Miami is like put on your recording, your guys's recording process these days. Hmm. 
I think being back in Miami just makes things flow a little better. I think it's the um it's the weather, it's the the fact that it rains every day at about four o'clock. And then it stops twenty minutes after. Exactly. It's like a refresh. You know, when you just you know, you just need a quick like reset. Boom, the rain comes. And then you can refocus on on your craft. Whatever is like the task at hand. It's great. It's great. The weather here is amazing. Right now it's sunny outside, but on the other side of the earth it's it's raining. It's a thunderstorm. It was raining for me about five minutes ago, but now the sky is clear. Um mm-hmm. that's just how it be down here. The by Jordy, the you miss it. You miss it, don't oh. you? Oh, I miss it so much. Like the way I have a dream about Miami every night, like I think that means something. Okay. I got a new segment. I got a new segment for you guys. We're we're adding segment number five to the mix right now. <laughs> okay, so I'm going to in my in my iTunes. Well, I guess it's just called music now. They've got rid of iTunes. Fucking stupid, right. dumb idea. <laughs> Apple, thank you. I have a I have a playlist here that is called Neptunes and. Okay. In this playlist, there are 853 songs. Holy shit. 853 songs. That is- are you? Ray. So I'm going to hit shuffle. I'm going to hit shuffle and just Ooh, see that's what comes a good one. Up. Yeah. I think because I was on here, I want to jam from, uh, from the oh. Nothing album.
Next. Yep. Let's see. Um, let's see if your your list is as good as mine. Yeah. Oh, okay. This is great, actually. The beat goes on from Madonna, Hard Candy album. You. Now I'm gone to tell you what I want to uh-huh. do to you. Your girlfriend, she wants to beautiful. Just flew in from Perry, Boulevard, in a city that don't snooze. Smooth and monster who's who's. And I use my celeb to get this one home. Why everything that feel good gotta be so wrong. Give me room now. I'm like a vampire under full moon now. And I don't know about you now. But I think I wanna try something new now. See what it do now. And when you sat down, uh, cause you was losing your breath now. Uh, cause you be doing it to death now. She be doing E to F now. What's left now? Mr. West now. Can you get any more fresh now? I think I just did just now. Talking my shit. That's it. I'm a professional. I admit that. Flashing lights. Yo, I live that. Fame is a drug. Wanna hit that? Cause I know exactly where to get that. Did you get that? Get down. Beep, beep. Gotta get up off of your seat. Get down. Beep, beep. 
I know exactly where to get that. Did you get that? Let's go. This song features Kanye West on rap. Absolutely. He has a verse on here. We recorded that rap, that verse, at South Beach Studios when I was an intern. I remember setting up the mic that day. I remember knowing Kanye was coming in, and I remember being kicked out of the room when he got there. Because he wanted privacy. <laughs> can't even begin to describe like the depths of my brain that I had to go through to remember that this song existed. Oh, I got it right away. That is t- 2008. That is a classic. Yeah. Uh, like I just I haven't heard like even the title or the <laughs> like it's just so beyond words. Uh, beyond words. That's a story. Honestly, that was one of my early, you know, like when I first was around the crew, like I remember that album being get, getting done in the 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 beats, like being refined back in the studio in Miami, because they, I, I believe they recorded the whole thing in in New York, but a lot of the pre production and like you know post production happened in mm-hmm. at our studio in in Miami when I was an intern. Like I remember hearing these songs when I was like sweeping up, like things getting mixed or you know whatever, but right. Well, that incredible. is definitely incredible. Iconic. And funny that it's like right when you were starting off with them, like intern. That, I mean, yeah. I mean, that some of that stuff fun. was one of my favorite, you know, favorite experiences. Okay, so we right. just went back to Come Come Close featuring Mary J. Oh. Kanye. Dream world, are your eyes still green, girl? I know you're sick and tired of arguing, but you can't keep it bottled in. Jealousy, we gotta swallow it. Your heart and mind, baby, follow it. Smile, happiness, you can model it. And when you feel opposite, I just want you to know your whole being is beautiful. I'ma do the best I can do. Cause I'm my best when I'm with you. Down your bags, love. I know in the past, love has been sort of hard on you, but I see the God in you. I just want to nurture it, though this love may hurt a bit. we dealing with this water, love. You even get my daughter, love. I want to build a tribe with you, protect and provide for you. Truth is, I can't hide from you. The pimp in me may have to die with you. Come close to me, baby. Come close to me, baby. Let your love hold you. Let your love hold you. Oh, oh, oh. 
me to discover me. I just want you to put trust in me. I kind of laugh when you cussing me. The aftermath is you touching me. It's destiny that we connected, girl. You and I, we can affect the world. I'm tired of the fast lane. I want you to have my last name. produced common i haven't heard that in forever either that is from i'm trying to that's early this that was before you were involved right 2002 yeah um that's a good song though so so that was like one that you had heard prior probably absolutely absolutely and and like at the same time i didn't know i didn't know about the neptunes necessarily and i just knew that i liked this song and it was the beat was great (laughs) right Okay, that uh, it is a great early records. What do you got next? Know Who You Are, featuring Alicia Ooh. Keys from the Girl album. Duet.
That's a great song were you yeah. in the room for that one uh for that song alicia recorded her vocals uh elsewhere and sent them to us so there wasn't like a big really session for that um i right. remember having we had the song like uh you know done ahead of time and just kind of sent it to her get her to record her, record her part I can't imagine anyone else on that song and it, it the chemistry between the two of them is very um on fire <laughs> to mm, say the least. that's interesting that's interesting you say that because they didn't record together you know? yeah i wouldn't have that's Usually why I it's the room you would have never known yeah yeah it's really hard to get that like that uh back and forth kind of chemistry like you said but it, it exists and that's why i didn't even realize amazing song what do, what do you got now this is a really fun segment what do you got now <laughs> i'm like i'm like on my toes you know what glass reminds me of that uh mayor hawthorne song Ooh, we didn't talk about my boy Mayor yet. What's that? The wine, wine. The name of the the wine glass woman. Wine glass woman. Yeah. Were you there for that one? Yes.
this is Miguel Mignones, and I just want to say Mayor Hawthorne is one of the goats. You can put that out there. You can quote me. Oh, I, I would co-sign that. We actually went to the same high school. Oh, yeah, uh, he, gra- he graduated in, uh, like, as he was graduating as a senior, I was coming in as a freshman. So he's about four years older than me. But we knew so many, like, he had siblings in the school. I had, you know, we knew each other in a, mm-hmm. in a fantastic way before we ever met each other. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm not sure how, like, him and Pharrell ever got connected or somebody told him he was, like, a cool artist he should work with or whatever. But mm-hmm. Mayer ended up coming to Miami in 2012 to record a whole, you know, we had, like, whole two weeks or something with him and ended up doing four songs that he used on his, on his album, uh, where does the store go? Mm-hmm. And he was just like the greatest dude. And, you know, had some amazing material and had just continued to do his thing. Like, yeah, that is a one, one of amazing, the best amazing album and definitely my intro to him as well. So it was cool that you had involvement and I know that, um, wine glass woman is like absolutely was swept under the rug for how great it was you know like that what is such a great song like honestly mm. one of my one of my favorites yeah <laughs> we haven't even touched the surface in terms of like things outside of neptunes um slash for all that you've touched including things like neon guts with little uzi or um god forgives i don't with rick ross Ooh. Jewelry is beyond touch, and I got a colorful aura. 
Instagram fam. Pharrell on Mars with my fellow star. I'm like lightning striking in a metal rod. I say hello, God, and the double bars. So damn it, MX, I got a yellow card. Yellow card, yellow card. Damn, P, I need a yellow card. I am from the root, like where the pedal start. I had to push like a pedal started. Way after, but ahead of y'all. New crib, got a better yard. Two years, I got hella cards. Since the eighth grade, I had hella broads. Hella broads. Yellow painting with a yellow bra. Shit came from cost. Polly March. Slick my hair back like I'm Chico DeBarge. I got some lights on my chest. Don't confuse it with a heart. Heard things ain't looking too good for you. Had to pull some strings like I played a harp. I get these billions alone. It been that way from the start. Smoking good Kush my cologne. Got neon guts cause I can't see in the dark. Higher than Elon Musk. So high stars eat our dust. And I got a colorful aura, like I got neon guts. Dark energy we don't touch. All jewelry's beyond touch. And I give a nigga colorful aura, like I got neon guts. Higher than Elon Musk. So high stars eat our dust. And I got a colorful aura, like I got neon guts. Dark energies we don't touch. Our jewelry's beyond touch. And I got a colorful aura, like I got neon guts. Neon Guts was the yeah. first time that we ever worked with Uzi. That guy is so talented. Let me just tell you. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he did about, I want to say, three to four songs that day. Um, maybe it was the first day. And I think we maybe did like two songs. But even still, he was only there for a little bit of time and just is extremely efficient with his time uh, in the booth did a couple of records real quick. And one of them we still have in, in the vault, like maybe we'll, we'll put it out soon, but I've heard some um, of those demos. <laughs> They're so good. Yeah. There's been some, uh, some curious Bobby. leaks on the internet lately about all this stuff. I'm trying to get to the bottom of it so I can sue somebody. <gasps> yes. Get that check. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, Uzi is one of the greatest, man. He's such a nice guy. He's, uh, you know, every time when he comes in the studio, it's like you get a hug, you know? He's like oh, just a, a friendly dude. He seems like the kind of guy you could just hug whenever. He's just a nice guy and talented on top of that. But, um, I mean, you mentioned Stir Fry. Ooh, talk about um, presidential. Presidential, Okay. So, oh, man, that brings me back. Okay, so the song Presidential, Rick Ross. Yes, with Elijah Blake. Uh, Pharrell did that hook originally. There's a version with him singing right. the hook, which is slightly better in my opinion. Oh, I need to hear um, that. that was on the same, supposed to be on the, whatever, the, uh, God Forgives I Don't, right? Right. Um, <laughs> the original 
song for Gust of Wind was going to be part of that batch of songs. Oh. There's the link. There's the link. It comes from that long ago. Right. And then how did you guys take that intro from presidential and then transfer for it like 2015 doing Tim Butterfly? You know the crib on the water now. They made back stay watered down. Project niggas giving orders now. The gold presidential just to sport around. I'm from the era of fitted caps and rental cars. Dope pushers with ambition and pretty broads. Walking on Jewish marble, hand painted the ceiling. Happy Hanukkah, nigga. It's a wonderful feeling. Got my seats on the wood. Players giving me death. Leo like how I move. Wanna write in my lap. I made a few meals. Ain't mentioning me. Went and bought a new crib. We could while they release. Bitches, the king coming. Billy Jean thumping. I need to hear the trumpets. Meaning machine gunning. Ain't missing nothing. Gotta sip in something. I could ship or something, you know that December coming. It's all you need. When you are stopping, baby. Stopping. We all dream of royalty. But that's who we are, baby. All I ever need is girls and green. May see me leaning in some new shit. Now it's gold presidential for the cruise ship. Three sums, weed crumbs on a cruise ship. I'm a boss, say your ass on a news clip. She a dime, but she gotta be a cool bitch. Ponytail, red nails, still in school, bitch. Needed some cash, so she asked me, cause she moves shit. Not a chance, whips, got her talking foolish. I was skipping them classes, but I got me a master. I was gifted at math, always counted the fastest. Fish scale made me major profit margins. I'm a profit stuff in my pocket, you niggas starving. Lord, forgive me for my sins I'm with this pretty bitch. 80 grand, what a band for some silly shit. She on that Alexander Wayne. Gold presidential years when I change the game. It's up the road come and get it now 6040 know we split it up the middle now shorty send the word i was talking that towel maybe link up in new york that's awesome as fuck i never been in love until i heard a beat she never met a g until she heard of me third floor projects feel my point of view everything is number two that's when it come to you isabel moran sneakers till the summer through fuck you on the yacht is what i want to do huh? Baby girl got that wet, wet I repeat, wet, wet I'm the boss and I'm on that White tee, gold Rolex
Obviously, an iconic intro, but I'm yeah, curious. No, all right was done like much later in a different yeah. different setting. But we got um, Megan the Stallion, "Stop Playing" featuring Gunna. This was actually uh, this was finished up on the last trip I took pre-COVID. Oh yeah, we went to yeah. we went to Jamaica to work with Buju Bantam. Yep, I and uh, I remember being on. I had to sit out on the. Uh, on the on the balcony because that was the only place I got good service and finish um working on this song doing the final arrangement and stuff yeah use a laptop yeah most of the time okay yep. well, that's sick and I love that bougie and, song right away a- yeah Meg we did like four songs with Meg the Stallion and uh only two of them have been released at this point but we got some yeah. stuff in the vault Coming soon. Please stop playing with me, bitch. Please stop playing with me. Please stop playing with me, bitch. Please stop playing with Aye. me. You bitches is weird. I don't want to hang. Where did he talking? I'm knowing he lame. Look at my watch. Look at my brain. No how I'm coming. Bitch, stop playing. Watch my drip when I take that sip, niggas know I ain't playing. I'm from the ice, excuse my slang. I'm coming down, know what I'm saying. I really be working, bought me a burger. I bet if I post it, them bitches gon' hate it. Saying you happy and knowing you hating. Don't congratulate me, you bitches is faking. Just got a bag, went to the lot, looked at the dealer and told him I'll take it. Before I was rich, I was popping my shit. Now that I'm lit, ain't shit changing. Watching me blow up, watching me glow up, ayy. I know you can't take it. Talking that shit from way over there. <laughs> Bitch, stop playing. You bitches is weird. I don't wanna hang. Where did he talking? I'm knowing he lame. Look at my watch. Look at my brain. You know how I'm coming. Bitch, stop playing. You bitches is weird. I don't wanna hang. Where did he talking? I'm knowing he lame. Look at my watch. Look at my brain. You know how I'm coming. Bitch, stop playing. Say it again. No, I'm coming. Bitch, stop playing. Stop Your bullets is flooded. Look at your hand. Your house can't wear acres. I own some land. Yeah. Big booty bitch by the bus out of pants. Now look how she walk. She walk. got his dance. He hold throwing salt. You salt. might get a chance. Y'all want a big boss. Buy M's in advance. Can I go print? Money go print. Punky can't shit. Y'all Jackie Chan. Wow. I'm a new bitch. Fly around with that brand. My crib got rich and no way we depressed. I'm so easy. MVP, ain't no way to compete, you get way too much rest Get that shit on every day, I be dressed I'm rockin' my jelly, the t-shirt is mesh Please stop playing with me, bitch Please stop playing with me Please stop playing with me, bitch Please stop playing with me Aye. You bitches is weird, I don't wanna hang Where did he talking, I'm knowing he lame Look at my watch Look at my brain, you know how I'm coming. Bitch, stop playing. You bitches is weird, I don't wanna hang. Where did he talking? I'm knowing he lame. Look at my watch, look at my brain, you know how I'm coming. Bitch, stop playing. Ah. 
this guy. He did it. So can you. If you're an intern at South Beach Studios, you can make it. <laughs> right. That's that's very funny. And like we the did poster this, style. We did this record. Well, we didn't even talk about if we're talking about Pusha X Pharrell, we didn't talk about till the casket drops clips. Oh, we didn't. Man, those are <laughs> some bus beats. Bus so, beats, man. I'm I'm good, I'm assuming was one that you had your hand yeah. in it. Hey, 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 hey. <laughs> yeah.
Those were my first engineering credits. Oh, yeah? Yep. At, Up until then, uh, I was only a, like an assistant or whatever. That's honest. That's important to know. So he, let's talk about feels. Calvin Harris. Amazing <laughs> record. Amazing. I remember... <laughs> No, he, he came, uh, visited us at the studio. We were at Glenwood Place Studios in Burbank in uh, in L.A. We kind of camped out there for a while. Calvin comes to the studio one day, and uh, basically he had all those all the records that were from, from that album, Funk Wave Bounces. Um, mm-hmm. Everything was kind of like put together already. He had a lot of the records, um, a lot of the features that, you know, that was like a star-studded album, like incredible. You know, he had everybody on there, um, right. and you know, he had a couple like instrumentals, basically of you know, kind of all stuff that was really like guitar, bass driven, like sounded like a band, not necessarily like a a pop production album like he had been known for. You know, right before then, he had like that you know rihanna song and um he was really just known for being like a house dj so for him to like transition into more of like the pop world mm-hmm. um and then have all these like big records was like such a crazy time for him so we ended up getting on like two of the songs can you know and and just uh adding that like you know songwriter uh kind of vibe to the record which yeah. we ended up using there's feels and then there's the one with uh ariana, with ariana. yeah we did, yeah we didn't even touch on ariana yet man that was the next point i mean i got i got mm-hmm. some sweetener i think that was a really also if if you guys have are a ariana grande fan i've seen the sweetener like what do they call this the session diaries mikey's yes. like I'm, right i'm making a yeah make an appearance in there yeah <laughs> you see his face at the bottom um but that was a really important one. And I think that's extremely important for you to note. Very present in pop culture. That I mean, gave Pharrell like, you know, on the lime like, light as it can get in terms of producing at that, during that era. So how, uh, how would it go for you? Like, what was your place, you know, in some of those sessions? I'm sure they were long. Yeah, um, honestly some of the best sessions that I've had in like my whole career. It was never that challenging. Like, I don't know. Ariana was just such a great person to work with. And, you know, she was like respectful of everybody in, in, in the room, you know, and just was a friend to everybody, even from the, from the interns in the studio to Mm -hmm. all of us and everything. She's just a, a, a real person. Like, you know, uh, it's tough to describe her as, as other than like, you know, just nice. <laughs> right. She's also nice. somewhat South Florida. I mean, Boca, if you really want to reach that Absolutely. far, being South Florida. So Absolutely. she's got that blood in her. Yep. South Florida vibes. For sure. Sweener, I mean, was half uh over half we got a grammy we got a grammy for that one right that's exciting for you how many how many grammys deep are you i have two grammys is one from all right what was the other one we got one uh from girl 
from for best urban contemporary album uh-huh. and sweetener best oh. um best yeah pop. pop vocal album so what's what i mean what's your favorite on on sweetener um i would say probably rem or uh maybe maybe get well soon get well soon was well one of the soon. ones that i i recorded from the first note to the very last note wow and that was like a a, a long like i don't know a couple of weeks couple of days like process just tweaking and like getting it right and it ended up being one of the one of the like most memorable songs on that record damn yeah no, it really is but it's hard to pick just a favorite because that I'm thinking the about performance, yeah the performance that she gave on the record and also like the production um you know just being involved from that from the get-go was like seeing like I said before you know seeing a song happen from the very first note the very first like okay let's start something fresh boom all the way to the end and seeing the song released and get get love and get you know that's like that's what drives yeah. me. That's that is you can't compare that. Right. Let's play that one. hundred percent. Get well soon. Get well soon.
gone through that how's working with someone like Solange we have here um Alameda which Florida water yep well with the the Solange project was really fun she actually rented a house in the Hollywood Hills like a little you know it was a mansion Let's let's just be clear. <laughs> a little house, mansion. but uh, it was a small, a smaller little house, a smaller mansion, small mansion, <laughs> and <laughs> set up a studio with uh, my boy Blue, her engineer Blue, um, and then uh, yeah, we just worked there for like uh, I don't know, maybe like a week or something, a couple days, and came up with a couple records and Alameda, Almeida. Alameda. Yeah. Alameda. Alameda was actually a record that um Pharrell just did the drums on and Metro Boomin added production around that. So it was originally a, a different beat at first, but I guess Solange like you know, just loved the drums or the drum pattern or whatever and ended up, you know, reproducing some more music around it and uh came came together as, you know, what you hear now in the album. Almeida, crazy. There was another Pharrell one on um, that album. Sound of Rain. Sound of Rain. Both sound very, you know, whether it's talking about Florida Water or Sound of Rain, both kind of have some uh, Miami, like, droplets in there. Exactly. Even though you guys recorded in L.A.
Just talk about like what's coming up you know i can't give any names obviously but yeah let's talk seeing, about I, I, seeing the neptunes reunited is incredible can i ask you can i ask you really quickly if like there's a neptunes project that we couldn't potentially be expecting yes whoa <laughs> anything else 
this said project, you know, is that something that has been a current focus for you guys, for you, for Pharrell? Yeah, for um, there's a lot of a lot of great music on the way. Um, I can't. I, I don't know what I can I can reveal without saying too much. Um, let me think. Let me think. Hang on. We're doing a project with Netflix for a uh, kind of more behind-the-scenes look at recording and uh, mm-hmm. songwriting. That won't be out for like a few months, I think. Uh, Are you involved in that one? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You in that? I'm here. I'm I'm doing it. That's different than the Something in the Water Netflix thing. Yes. Yes. Got it. That's really cool. Yeah. You know the uh, the Beck album that got released um, at the end of last year, end of twenty nineteen. Um, Hyperspace has just been really getting a lot of love. So there, we're actually up for a, a nomination um, for one of the NAM Tech Awards right now. Hopefully, he gets nominated for a Grammy. I think it might have a shot in like the best alternative category or best rock category. Yeah. Do you have yeah. any any artists that you're listening to right now that perhaps you can put the crowd on to? Yeah, Rosalie is amazing. We've been working with her. I don't know. Honestly, I've been listening to a lot of uh of classics. I'm on like the Symphony Channel or like Yacht Rock Radio. Oh. <laughs> I try to whenever I'm not working, I like to try to get my mind, you know, distracted so i listen to like random stuff that has nothing to do with what i do for a job (laughs) right that makes sense i feel that you know you're trying to separate the two um steely dan dude when can we expect a steely dan and p collab man there's there's uh there's one there's one song in the works. Oh, you're Are lying. You? You're lying. Nope. Nope. 1981. Holy shit, dude. We got 1981. the files. What album? Gaucho? Was that 1981? The Steely Dan album? Might have been a leftover from that session, but we got we got parts. Okay, Mikey. is I want to like end this interview. I mean, we've like we tried there's obviously so much material we tried we touched on everything from p from neptune's nerd you know production work with hip-hop with pop is there anything that you want to tell us about like that you're working on obviously your your dream you're you're still a producer at heart is there anything that is that we can expect from you tough to say really i don't know <laughs> i mean yeah i hope so <laughs> what do you nothing mean? like i would like to announce at this point but but uh you know we're trying to, we're trying to get back to normal here in miami and uh getting back to normal as you know slowly and safely as you can well, sounds about right. It's been it's been interesting to see how the how the uh, workflow has transitioned from s- studio sessions with ten people to four different houses across the nation with one person. So 
trying yeah. to figure that out and see well, how hopefully we can... when Jordy comes down, the world will finally shift to normalcy. I hope so, man. I hope she comes down. What do you mean? I hope this this I'm... bitch is coming down. There's no way. Come on down. For for Basil, not Basil. There's no way she's not yeah, coming. There's no Basil, but she still comes down. Yeah. There's Basil. There's Basil, and you know it. There's nah. Basil, and you know it. Based during Basil. Oh. Whoa. Um. But really quickly though, Mike, Mikey, Miguel, yeah. where can we find you? You know, like how do I keep up with what you're doing on Instagram, on Twitter? Like, what? Give drop a tag. So my my Instagram is at Miguel Millones. Okay, we'll link that. M I G M I G U E L M I L L I O E N E S. That's wow. That's it. Spelling bee champion, baby. Damn. Any any words of youth? Any youth that's in your similar shoes when you were nineteen? Any any words of encouragement? Definitely, definitely. Let me just say to um any any of the kids that are out there listening, listen, man, you gotta have you gotta know what your dream is. And then once you know what your dream is, you can take the necessary steps to get to that place. You know, I, I I never knew that I would achieve things that I've achieved at this point in my life. And I just, you know, continue to work hard and, and to keep my head down and just grind, man. And and eventually, you know, if you're you're dedicated enough, good things will come to you. And, uh, you know, I just I, I try to say thankful every day that I've done what I've done. And that's it. Boom.